right, thanks so much. Uh, it was so fun driving up here. Jeff took us to the Sequoias. Are, are you guys sort of in this neck of the woods? Well, we, I had never seen a Sequoia. I just kind of only heard about them. So it was unbelievable. Even like kind of broke the rules a little bit, went and felt the sort of <laughs> styrofoamy bark. Anyway, thanks, Jeff. Um, all right, so real quick, before we get started, raise your hand if you have written a song before ever. Fantastic. Okay, that's most of us. Raise your hand if you've never written a song and don't have the, aren't musical at all. All right, raise your hand if you're musical but have never written a song. Yes. Okay, fantastic. So it's going to cover everybody. Um, let me start here with a, with a quick story. So uh, 15 years ago, our children's pastor at our church wrote a creativity, imagination, and uh, uh, creation, VBS. He asked a few of us artists in the community to do little workshops for the, for the VBS, little hour workshop. And for me, he asked me to do a, a one-hour workshop on songwriting for a group of like five to nine-year-olds. Exactly. I thought, all right, how's this going to go? Uh, teach them the principles of songwriting, get them to work together, to write a song that we would then sing for the parents, um, all in about an hour. <clears throat> so uh, I started out with, <laughs> yeah, exactly, thank you, thank you. I started out with something that we'll be talking about in a minute, um, the importance of structure, and I drew a person on the whiteboard. It looked kind of like this. And I said, I'm not very good at drawing, I can't really draw people well as I, as I drew it. And this little girl raised her hand, and I said, yes? And she goes, um, she said, you are good at drawing. That's a good drawing of a person. And it just stopped me in my tracks. I just it immediately, I immediately recognized it as completely true. Uh, I drew that person in about three seconds, and for a drawing in three seconds, that was pretty good. <laughs> I also had spent about zero minutes trying to get better at drawing people in, over the last 20 years. So in that respect, that's pretty good. <laughs> and uh, so that little girl taught me a lesson on judging your own work that I have never forgotten. And it set the tone, her sort of genero generosity and generous spirit set the tone for the rest of the session, and it was amazing. They were so excited to write a song they were encouraging and supportive to one another. They were fearless, like kids often are, with their ideas. And they weren't precious with them when they didn't get used. They'd get excited about each other's ideas. They needed help with the structure, but they had no problem getting to the truth because that's what kids do. And the reason I mention both of those things is because, like I said, essentially what we're going to be talking about today is figuring out how to get to the truth and then also, what, what is the structure for a song? Uh, so would you like to hear the song that they wrote in that session? I will play it for you just now. It goes like this. Cheese and animals, cheese and animals, cheese and animals, we love you. <laughs> there were seven million frogs, and they all hopped into the Cheddarmobile. They were chased by dogs, so they all hopped into the Cheddarmobile. They got away, oh, they got away, they got away. 
oh, they got away. Cheese and animals, cheese and animals, cheese and animals, we love you. <laughs> right? So strong. So to you guys, does that song sound true? Yes. So it's true because they love them. They love cheese and animals. So boom, right away. Any other reason why it's true? So it's true because they started singing about the things that they loved and then they started making up something from their imagination. But it's true to me because they weren't trying to write something fun and then they thought of something fun and they wrote it. They were having fun. They, were, they wanted each other to have fun. And then they wrote what they were, they wrote, they wrote from the experience of having fun, and we hear it in the song now as being true. So I was going to use uh, Viva La Vida for uh, one of the many songs I was thinking about for this session. And you know the Coldplay song, Viva La Vida? So uh, Chris Martin is writing about Louis Fourteenth, and he says... Um, I got the lyrics. I used to rule the world. Seas would rise when I gave the word. Now in the morning I sleep alone. Sweep the streets that I used to own. You recognize the melody? Well, I'm sure Louis XIV didn't sweep the streets. He was in prison by that time. But we get the truth of the song. Um beyond the actual factual truth of it being something that actually happened. So we're going to get to that more about that in a minute. So uh, Job 34.3 says, The ear tastes words like the mouth tests food. And I always love that passage in the context of creating because when we listen and discern what we like. Sometimes it's just not our style. But sometimes we hear the inauthenticity in something, and so we just say, yeah, uh, that's not me, maybe we say. We go to the next thing. But there's something about it that doesn't feel true. So the truth, so telling the truth has to do with the words you choose and why you choose them. Um, and we tell the truth well by building a good structural foundation for the words so they can be sung with confidence. So uh, just so that I know, I, you guys have a bodily experience of what I mean, um, let's see, without putting, them up, putting it up on the... Let's see, you might go ahead to the next... Okay, yeah, that's good. Uh, without me going back to what the lyrics were, see if you can sing the chorus to Cheese and Animals. Ready? One, two, three, nice and loud. One, two, three, four. Cheese and animals, cheese and animals, cheese and animals, we love you. Yes. All right. Is that a structurally sound chorus? Yes. And you know because it happened so quickly and easily for you. All right. So, uh, but we're going to get to structure in a minute. First, I'm going to talk about the words and how we get the truth. So first, the truth requires presence. 
We spend our days looking forward with fear or ambition or backwards with regret or nostalgia as human beings very often. And telling the truth requires total commitment to the present. Which, I have this passage up here, because being very present is very childlike. And it'll be a theme that we come across today a bunch, that that little girl, she was very present with me and helped me to see things I didn't see before because of her childlikeness. And that's a little sliver, I think, of what the Lord was talking about in three out of the four Gospels, where he says, unless you come like a little child, you can't come. He wants us to be as needy as children. He wants us to be as present as children. He wants us to be as humble as children. And so songwriting gives us an opportunity to practice all of that. Okay, so songwriting next is an act of discovery. We pray and ask the Lord to teach us and guide us by his spirit as we discover what we think, feel, and know through the process of writing. My son, I got a 15-year-old son that journals. And he says he journals to work out or discover what he really thinks or feels. He doesn't really know until he writes it down. Um, My friend, any of you guys know the musician, author, Andrew Peterson? A couple of you, awesome. So he's one of my close friends, and he wrote a four-book fantasy series called The Wingfeather Saga. And it's amazing. It's just, they're making a, it's being made into a, miniseries right now, uh, on animated series uh, on, by Angel Studios, the same folks that make The Chosen. But as he was writing the story, he thought he knew how it was going to end, but as he was writing in trying to be true to the truth, trying to write what was true, the ending ended up being vastly different than he thought it was going to be, and way better than he thought it was going to be. So, Just like when you start to pray, you don't know where you're going and you let the Lord speak through you as you speak to him. As you write, the Lord will reveal things. So write those things down. Uh, This next thing is just one of my favorite quotes from Lord of the Rings. Songwriting requires love. Now, raise your hand if you've got Lord of the Rings fans out there. Awesome, okay. So there's this moment where they're in Lothlorien and the hobbits and everybody are trying on the the cloaks and Pippin is marveling at his cloak and how they kind of disappear in them and he says, are they magic? And Celebron, the leader of the Lothlorien elves, says, I don't know what you mean by magic, but they are elven made and we put the thought of all that we love into all that we make. So that's what we are doing when we are sitting to write. Love for the truth. Love for the listener. If you're writing with someone else, love for your co-writers. And then finally, love for God. Which takes us to the next slide. Songwriting is worship. An easy, low-hanging fruit passage for this is Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart. No, that's not 3.23. 
Yes, it is. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, work it out with all of your heart as working for the Lord and not for men. Um, God, the creator, makes all things with beauty and order. Even when it doesn't look like order, like those nebula pictures we've been seeing lately. Um, so we are made with beauty and order. In his image, we were made. And so, as he is the creator, we are what Tolkien called sub-creators. You guys have probably heard about that. So as we create, we reflect his divine power. As we exert our power to create. And we honor and worship him as we work towards creating with beauty and order and seeking the truth in it. Next, songwriting is a skill. So, it's important for people to remember at every skill level that every, everyone at every level of skill wishes they had more skill. Uh, you guys know who Yo-Yo Ma is? Cello player? So a couple of friends of mine were in a band with Yo-Yo Ma uh, called Goat Rodeo. Do you guys remember Goat Rodeo? Okay. Amazing Amazing music. It's kind of like folk classical. Uh, it's, it's a combination of improvisation and uh, it's uh, mandolin, upright bass, fiddle, and cello. And I was doing a session with, my, with Stuart Duncan, who's this world-class fiddle player, and he was talking about working with Yo-Yo Ma. And very quickly, as they were writing songs together, they realized Yo-Yo Ma did not know how to improvise. He, and they, it, sort of, it was shocking for a, a second for these guys that were just, this is the, the air that they breathe and the world that they live on is improvising. Yo-Yo Ma, he's like the world's best cello player. And, but what he does is he sits and he reads and he interprets and his tone is the best. And, he, you know, there's... Things I don't know about it that he, that he is doing. But he was constantly humbled in front of these other musicians that were nowhere near as accomplished as him because they could do things he couldn't do. So I say all that to say, uh, be content with your skill in the moment. Be content. And then make what you can. Remember, David was a prodigy, poet, musician, and warrior, he slew Goliath because he had put in the time with the lion and the bear. And God was on his side. But don't second guess your life choices. He was also a colossal failure as a father. He spent a lot of time writing a zillion psalms. Um, but through the, his children, the kingdom of Israel collapsed. So you've uh, accept who you are and the skill level that you have and the choices that you've made up until this, the point that you begin to create and trust that in that moment you are creating out of obedience and pleasing the Lord as you do. So be content with the skill you have today and because God delights in us as his little children, it's always enough. How y'all doing, by the way? Good, okay. All right. Finally, 
creation. Oh, 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 thank you. Yes. So take a minute and look at this. This is what I mentioned for you to see uh, in the context of God delights in us with whatever skill level that we have. This is a piece of art given to me by Hattie from London. Actually, uh, and I think she's six, maybe she was five. Um, but just take a minute and just look at it. Imagine her making it. It actually makes me tear up, like, looking at it. I just, I think of her picking out the little stickers and the little things and plopping them on there, the glue and drawing the castle. I think maybe her mom had to have drawn the, 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 the dog horse, but maybe not. Uh, and uh, it brings me so much delight. So I wanted to show it to you because it's a great example object lesson. All right, so finally, creation is celebration. It is celebrating the fact of your imagination and your uniqueness and your story. No one else has your story. No one else is going to think of the things that you are going to think of and your gifts. But it's all in service to others. We create as an offering. So, there's no pressure. We get to enjoy the process, enjoy creating, enjoy ourselves as we give ourselves away, as we create. Tell me if I'm going too fast. So to summarize... Finding the words, finding the truth. Creating is a working act of faith and love and sacrifice. It is serving the listener, mining the depths of your soul or laughter of your heart for the truth. And all those things are difficult. They require the mind and the body and spirit in real time. You can't write what words that you think are true. You have to just write what's true. They have to be true now as you write them. That means before you write, you pray and you listen. If you find yourself writing, Lord, your love is like a flood washing over me, but you have had no prayer life lately and you'd rather sleep in than go to church, stop writing and keep listening. Maybe you should start with a line like, I'd rather sleep in than go to church. All right, so that's words. You guys doing okay? How are we doing on time? Are we making good time? Because we're going to write a song here at the end. Um, structure. So, why I drew the picture of the person. Uh, is So, the, uh, the lesson that I was teaching those kids by drawing the picture was, people need bones. And without the bones, we just would fall apart. And songs are the same way. The chairs that we sit in, the buildings that we live in. Weak structure is very often the first mistake beginning songwriters make. 
Um, and the songs that we know and love usually have always, I, I'm just going to say, have very strong structure. That's how they got to us. So really quick, uh, raise your hand, or th- if you think of one, just you can yell it out. A popular song that you think probably other people will know the words to, like really popular. Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. All right. Everybody familiar with that? Yeah. All right. Um, so let's, let's analyze it for just a second for structure. So it's four, four time. One, two, three, four. Sweet Caroline. Okay. So the first two syllables were on the beat. Sweet care. Right? So he's singing right on the beat. And then the next two, sweet Caroline. Those are on what you call an upbeat because that's the upswing. Of, that's what I call an upbeat. But, it's the, but if, you, if you clapped faster, sweet Caroline. So it's all on, the, on rhythms. Um, and then this great little bump, bump, bump hook. So sweet Caroline, bump, bump, bump. Good times never seem so good. Now, we're not going to analyze that for being on the beat because it's not. Hymns are often on the beat. Church songs should be on the beat. So it makes it easier for congregations. But popular songs, um, they don't have to be. They're not for congregational singing. But what makes this song strong is the next bit. I, I don't even, never even tried it on this song, but I guarantee you it's going to be exactly the same as the first bit. So, uh, what's the next line? Good times never seem so good. And what's the next line? Sweet care. I'm doing fine. Bum, bum, bum. Anyone know it? Let's Google it. Uh, somebody, somebody, be quicker. All right. Uh, sweet Caroline, good times never seem so good. I've been inclined to believe they never would. All right. So let's count the syllables first of all. Good times never seem so good. Seven syllables. What's this? What's the second half? I've been inclined. Right. That's the same. Right. Uh, sweet. Sweet Caroline, I've been inclined, exactly the same. To believe they never would. To believe they never would. would. So seven, seven. So like without fail, the songs that you know and love have worked really hard to make sure that the song's structure is unshakable. And when you are singing a song in church and it's hard to kind of grasp what the you know, the second line is not exactly like the first line. Um, that's why it's not succeeding for you is because I think of it as the songwriter didn't serve the audience well enough, the congregation well enough. So our job is to serve by doing the extra, going the extra mile with work to make the structure serve well. Another good example is, let me see if I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Um, hard day's night. Uh, so it's been a hard day's night. So hard and days are on the beat. Hard day's night. The night is on the upswing. Uh, you're right. I should, I, 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 and I've been working like a dog. Uh, 
It's been a hard day's night. I should be sleeping like a log. You don't even need me to count them out. They're exactly the same, right? And then the next bit. But, but, when, but, but when I get home to you and all the things that you do. So this, it could very easily have said, and all those crazy things you do, you know, or whatever. But they didn't because of their, their commitment to the strong structure or intu- intuition about it, whatever it was. So as you guys go in a minute, as we go to write songs together, uh, write, a, write a song, hold yourself to that standard. All right. Um, now I'm talking about rhythmic structure first, uh, but these same songs, um, uh, lean on me. Some times in our lives, second, second verse, uh, Right, but just just the, just so that we can compare first and second verse. Uh, if what's the second verse? I, oh. oh, please swallow your pride. You know, it's exactly the same, and it's just going to keep happening over and over again. Um, uh, sometimes in our lives, we all have pain. Second verse. If I have things. You see how the structure is laying together? Um, so, syllables, keep them, keep them parallel from verse to verse. Uh, as repetitive as you can. So, you notice uh, in Hard Day's Night, they repeated that. So, it's just anytime you find... You do one thing, do it again. The more the things that you do happen, the easier it is for the listener to keep leaning in. Making sense? And then finally, rhythmic. Um, you always want to be, it to be appropriate to the context of the song. So this is intu- intuitive, but you know, if it's a something really sad, uh, yeah, let the let your uh, follow the themes and the style of the of the the, the context that you're the, song, the what the song's about to help inform like how fast the song should be those kinds of things. All right, moving on to the melodic structure. Now, a few a bunch of you are, are musicians, right? So a couple of terms probably you know, maybe you don't. Um, you know, everyone knows, if you don't know what a scale is. Okay, perfect. So how about an interval, if you don't know what an interval is? Awesome. An arpeggio, raise your hand if you don't know what an arpeggio is, and I'll explain it to you. Okay, no problem. So do you know the song? Oh, we sang it the other night. How Great Thou Art. Then sings my soul, bum, bum, bum. So a scale would be notes in succession. An arpeggio skips notes. Oh, actually, it's in G. So, so our scale, arpeggio. So... It's important to, to recognize the tools that you're using 
when you're writing songs. So, uh, A Hard Day's Night, it's just single steps. It's just uh, single steps. Um, And then... That's even half steps in there. There's not, not a lot of movement. Um, but uh, oh, before the throne of before the throne, I forgot about this one. Before the throne of God, of God above you, as remember that, know that song. I wanted to make sure I talked about hymns just a little bit. So, before the throne of God above is a great example of, of a song that pays incredible detail to both melodic and rhythmic structure. Um, so I'm, I'm going to try not to sing it. I'm just going to s- say the words, before the throne of God above. So before, before the throne of God above, I have a strong and perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love. So those three are exactly the same. Did you notice? They're exactly the same. Even the, the syllables that aren't on the beat are, happen in exactly the same places in, the, in every line. And then the fourth line, it says, whoever lives and pleads for me. So did you notice the difference in that, in that line that lives and pleads? There's an extra syllable in that line. So, it's a tiny little change. Almost like, ah, the congregation can get that. It's fine. But these songwriters did the same tiny little change in every fourth line of the song. So, every verse has the exact same rhythm, uh, syllable structure. So, because the sinless Savior died, my sinful soul is counted free. For God the just is satisfied. All exactly the same. We're following? And then the last line, to look on him and pardon me. That extra syllable there in the middle, same as whoever lives and pleads for me. One stands later, the king of glory and of grace. The very last line, with Christ my Savior and my God. Each one of those last lines has one extra syllable, exactly the same each time. And what that's doing is it's a kindness to all of us sitting out in the congregation. We don't realize it, but we're not having to think at all, which allows us to be, we're not having to think about what to do. We're just looking at the words and letting them get to us. You see how the more you acknowledge, you kind of pour into what's behind all these songs, you realize the hard work that you do as you're writing the song is a service. It's an act of service. So, all right, melodic, we talked about, we didn't talk about s- s- simple, less is more. Um, you know, can I play you guys a little song? So, uh, 
I'll just play a little bit of it. So, like I, I'm doing script, a scripture songwriting class later on, but uh, this is a scripture song that I wrote for Galatians 4, 4, 5, 6, and 7. Um, and, it's an, and it's an example of single notes. So, uh, um, so, a great comparison of like kind of yin and yang is uh, how great thou art. Goes all over the place. Oh Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all thy worlds of hands have made, and then then sings my soul. All right. So uh, this one, uh, because when you're writing scripture songs, the text is always a giant challenge. Um, by making and when you you may be trying to put some poetry that you've written to music. And there's no natural sort of stanza about it and wondering, how do I make that work? Well, if the text is really complex, you simplify the music. So this is a good example of this. Is, um, how does it go? Oh, yeah. When the... When the fullness of time had come. Wow, I think it's an octave a lot higher than that, sorry. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman. Born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, and because you are sons, and because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but a son crying, Abba, Father. No longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. So, could y'all hear me? Thank you. So did you hear in the beginning, it's just, when the fullness of time had come, same note, God sent forth his son, and then born of woman, just dropping a couple of that notes down the scale. And then, second half of the verse, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law. So staying on that same note for forever. But were you bored? No, because the, the, the text was interesting and it's meaningful. So keeping it really simple actually serves you to be able to take in the, com the complex lyric. Am I making sense? Yeah. All right. So. Do you, do you want that? What about for like choruses? Would choruses move a little more and, and like verses to kind of keep those? Yes. Yes. We're almost there. <laughs> yes. Thank you. 
Let's go to the next slide. So melodic structure, rhythmic structure, and then form. So by form, I mean verses, choruses, pre-choruses, bridge, instrumental breaks, all that. Just what you're talking about. And, uh, oh, so these are different kinds of forms. So lean on me, let it be, shake it off. <laughs> these are all kind of your classic popular song forms with verses and choruses, occasional bridge. Then you got your kind of other style of song. Most Bob Dylan songs, like Simple Twist of Fate, Tangled Up in Blue, You're Gonna Make Me Lonesome When You Go, it's a verse that ends with a phrase. In Route 66 is the same way, you guys know. Like, if you never ever plan to motor west, you know, travel my way, take the highway, that's the best. Get your kicks on Route 66, right? And then every single verse ends with just get your kicks on Route 66. So it's, that's the chorus, but it's just a line. That's a form. And then you got your just one time through songs like Happy Birthday or the Doxology. That's a form. Completely legitimate song. And then hymns are kind of a different, different animal. Some hymns are verses and choruses, like Great is Thy Faithfulness. You know, summer and winter, springtime and harvest, but then Great is Thy Faithfulness. And then some are like, before the throne of God above, it's taking a different theme, and it's the form that is that tells you like kind of what a verse and chorus is. Um, and so my the way I talk about how verses and choruses work is in the verse is where you put the details. This is where the narrative arc happens that's going on in the story. You're working really hard to create parallel symbols, sorry, parallel syllables and rhyme. New details are, you're expanding on things. Great is thy faithfulness is a great example. Um, each verse kind of explores a different attribute of God's faithfulness. Um, I think I have that one. Yeah. First verse is about God's changelessness. changelessness. Thou, thou changest not, thy compassions fail not. There's no shadow of turning as you have been, you ever will be. Second verse, summer and winter, springtime and harvest. It's talking about God's faithfulness to the seasons. Um, the sun, the moon, the stars, nature uh, testifies to your great faithfulness, mercy, and love. And then the third verse is pardon for sin, a peace that endureth thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide. This is now God's faithfulness as it applies to our living out faith. And in the meantime, the chorus every single time is just kind of the one thought, great is thy faithfulness. So verses, verses are where new details emerge, a narrative arc is happening, but in the chorus is really sort of just one thought. And you want to keep it as simple as you possibly can. Keep it singable and repetitive. What's the, what's the chorus to shake it off? <laughs> right. There's nothing new in there. I got on too many dates. 
Oh, that's it, yeah. How, how simple is that? Yeah. So we learn about, you know, her personal life in the, in the verses. And that's where the details emerge. And by the way, if you go back and look at any Taylor Swift song, they're, in, they're incredibly structured, say, say, similarly, with things that are parallel. But then you get to the chorus, it's just, play, it's going to play, 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 play. So, and then, and then not every song has a bridge, but often they do. It's if you've got something else to say and it doesn't quite fit in what you've written so far, you can make it into a bridge. Um, maybe it's got a new point of insight or perspective on the theme, or it can just be fun. Um, in Hey Jude, the bridge is na, 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 you know. Um, oh, a great example of a pre-chorus is Rolling in the Deep. You guys know the Adele song? So, there's a fire starting in my heart. Bringing me out the dark. And then, the scars of your love, they keep me precious. We almost had it all. Scars of, maybe I've got this one. Oh, yeah, I do have it written down. Okay. Raise your hand if you don't know this Adele song. Oh, shoot, sorry. Okay. Um, it's, you know, these days you never know. Uh, it was a number one hit, but it's been, what, 15 years? Um, but you'll still, you'll still hear it. You'll hear the structure in it. So I'll play a little bit of it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... So something like, there's a fire starting in my heart, reaching a fever pitch, and it's bringing me out the dark. Fire, the star of your love reminds Okay, Actually, I've, I've played it in the wrong key, so it's... Scars of your love remind me of us. They keep me thinking that we almost had it all. The scars of your love, they leave me breathless. Can't help feeling. So that's the core. That's the pre-chorus. Here's what I want you to notice about it. So every line is doing the exact same thing. And then the next bit in the pre-chorus goes, we almost had it all. Five syllables right, right in a row. But what you don't know is that's foreshadowing what's about to happen in the chorus. They wanted to get that rhythm in there because we're about to do that again with, we could have had it all, Right? So, but it's happening already in the pre-chorus to get you ready for it. Making sense? So, the chorus goes, I can't help feeling we could have had it all rolling in the deep. You have my heart inside your hand and you played it to the beat. Okay? Well, that's as high as I can go. 
Um, so what I wanted you to hear is sometimes pre-courses are great, and, but they're not just to have something other, else to say. They're also serving as hooks to keep the listener interested and uh, like I said, even a really skillful songwriter is helping you with what you're about to do. Isn't that fascinating with the, I can't help sending that we almost had it all, right? And then so that when you get to the chorus, you could have, we could have had it all. You've already heard that rhythm. Your ears kind of been primed for it. Okay. All right. So, um, we're about to write a song, you guys, so with, with what we've all learned. Uh, but one, I want to talk about the, just a, a, a few practical tips. All right, practical guide. So getting back to the truth and the, the, um, how you find what you want to say, you, you listen and look to what is true inside you for like inner thoughts, but also outside you, like the sun is shining or there's a bird. The things that are real, that are actually real, they really do translate onto the paper. If your shoe's untied, that can make it into a song. And the listener, will it will come across because there's something wonderful about creativity, that if it's an authentic thing, then it will communicate. And you just have to have faith in that process, in that as you're creating. So tell what you see and feel or remember with details and specificity. You don't want to say, I was feeling pretty bad and feeling like a Remember, there were times I've felt this way before, and I never do like that feeling, you know? <laughs> You've told me nothing except for you're feeling bad, right? Uh, be concrete. Use metaphors, nouns, and verbs. I remember early, early on in my life in Nashville going to a songwriting class. And uh, do you all know who David Wilcox is? David Wilcox is a singer-songwriter, folk artist. He was, he's one of my songwriter heroes. And he, from the stage, I'm sitting in the audience, and he said, nouns and verbs are your friends. Use nouns and verbs. And I was like, I mean, that's kind of basic, right? But as you are writing, it's important to remember. Find a noun and write it down. Ooh, that rhymes. Find a noun and write it down, y'all. Okay, and now here, the age-old question. Lyrics, are, lyrics first or music first? Of course, this is the, what people ask me all the time. And everybody's different. In fact, I mean, there are principles in here that are true, but all this stuff, you know, there's exceptions to every rule. But the way I write is I tend to write lyrics first, but only a few lyrics. Because the lyrics have their own rhythm, and they have their own melody. I just said they have their own melody, 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 melody. Sample that. It's, a, it's probably an actual melody. Melody. 
you know? So as you, as you, where am I going here? Oh yeah, lyrics first. So I say lyrics first, but very quickly rhythm and melody start to happen. So when you have a lyric, if you're writing something, part of the job is to be listening for how those words come out. What's the rhythm of the sentence? Um, the English language has certain words that you say differently. A Hard Day's Night is a great example of them uh, using the words falling in, such, in, in a normal way. It's been a hard... So it's been a... It just sounds like he's talking. It's been a hard day's... It, you can do that in certain times, but appreciate and look for the opportunities to use the English language how you'd normally speak it. Um, so I let the words, I start with words, but then I let the words guide the melody and the rhythm. Yeah, that's what I wrote. Good. Um, and then check in. As you start to write, you're, you ask yourself, now who's this song for? Who am I serving? It, that will help inform the next words that come. Sometimes I start with one line, and I'm like, ooh, I love this line, but then I don't know what to do next. Very often, the next line can appear once you've asked the question, who am I serving? Or what is this song for? And then this last little bit. Does the melody and rhythm match the tone or theme of the subject matter? If yes, it does, just keep going. If no, you can make a slight change as slow it down or speed it up. Or um, keep the words you've got and start again from whole cloth. All right, what happens next? Okay, yes. All right, how's everybody doing? You guys doing all right? Had a lot of, a lot of things to write down and think about? Uh, how do you feel about writing a song together? Just do it. All right, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, if you need to stand up and stretch, that's okay. Oh, it got, it got hot up here all of a sudden. Did it get hot for you guys too? Um, so while you're standing and stretching, what we're going to write a song about together as a group is writing a song. We're, we've all just been through a little experience, you know? We've all been, maybe, did you learn anything new today? Raise your hand if you learned something new. Okay, fantastic. Okay, so at least one thing. So uh, we've all been through an experience where we've, we've learned something new, been challenged in different ways, and now we're going to, as a group, try to write a song, which is a risky, difficult thing. So we are going to kind of plumb the depths, whether it's for... Uh, um, joy or pain about what this experience is like in real time as we do it. Okay? So, here's a few questions to get us started. Uh, how are you feeling? Raise your hand if you, can, if you don't mind sharing how you're feeling about it. About what we've just done and the, the prospect of singing a, new, singing a song. Writing a song together. Yeah, what's your... Yeah. Hey, Bethany. Okay, ready and excited.
I feel ready. I'm going to write that down. Actually, it's a little too clunky on that. Um, yes, thank you. A piece of paper and a pen. So my first time using Keynote. And so, awesome. Thank you. Hey, I love your spoken word thing last night. It was amazing. All right. I am ready. And I'm just going to put parentheses excited. Anybody else? How are you feeling? Yeah, what's your name? Elisa. Elisa. How are you feeling? Nervous. Nervous. Uh, how come? All right. Let me ask you this. I'm going to skip ahead to the next, to something at the bottom. Uh, you don't want to do badly. Is there something that you've done before where things have gone badly? Like, can you tell me one of those times? Sure. Like, if I write something mm -hmm. and then I look back on it and I am not satisfied with it. Can you think of a time when that happened? Tell me about that time. Now, can you tell me, just disappointed. Um, can you tell me what was the situation? It's getting real here. <laughs> if you don't mind, Sharon, obviously, no, if you don't. Okay, I'm gonna, see, this is, this is getting much better. <laughs> Do you see how we've, it's difficult to get to the details, yeah. right? See how hard that was? Yeah. Not, not hard, but, you know, three layers down. Um, say it again, I'm sorry. I had a friend. Oh, I, I had a friend that I trusted, but my parents did not trust me. They did not like me. Yeah, thank you, Elisa. I'm going to take you off the hot seat. Okay, somebody else, tell me how you're feeling about the prospect of writing. Yes. Is it Crystal? Krista. Yes. Intrigued. But um, uh, or, keep talking. So let me ask you another question. Um, can you make a comparison between how you're feeling now and another time when you've had this feeling? That may not be helpful. Yeah, doubtful. That's great. Doubtful. 
So part of the risk is being in a group. So yeah, it's not. Yes, unfamiliar. Uncharted territory. Um, I'm going to take that and run with it. Uncharted territory. What's an example of uncharted territory? All right. Did this song just get way more interesting? <laughs> yes. Yes. Depths of the ocean. I get, just got chills. And blank page. Yeah. All right. Um, so what's the, somebody else, you can look at these questions, someone come up with an answer to one of these questions for you. Uh, can you make a comparison to how you're feeling now to an experience that you've had before? The nervousness or the excitement or the risk or the boredom? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it feels risky to like expose your ideas and maybe let them be great or not great. Yes. Else, but it also feels like with all the feedback you have like it could be really great. So it's that experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Risky. I was listening and then I can I can't remember. <laughs> uh what's your name, first of all? I'm Jesse. Jesse. Hi Jesse. Thank you. Um risky to Right, okay, so, right, so what are you risking? Risking, I think, your view of yourself or your, your reputation, I guess. Yes. Because I think for all of us, we are all leading versions of our members. Mm hmm. Yes. First impression. Um, when I uh, was probably maybe 30, I was wanting to write a song about the, oh, I guess, I don't know, however old I was when the Gulf War happened. And I wanted to write a song sort of responding to the crisis, and I didn't really know how. Like, I just wanted to write something. I'm a songwriter, but I didn't know what to write. I had a friend that was in the military, and I just called him and said, will you just tell me like all about your life. Like what do you what do you do during the day? And what do you wear? You know, and uh, what's your and and I just wrote down all these just details about his life and what it was like being in the everyday in the military. And out of all those details, I ended up writing writing the song that was the song that I wanted to write in response to what was happening in our country. And that's what we're doing right now. We're collecting all of these feelings. Um, but one thing we need a little bit more of is, uh, well, maybe not. Maybe we're ready. Does anything, anyone have anything else they want to contribute? Ideas? Um, I haven't asked this question, I guess because I'm a little nervous about it. But what's the worst that could happen? You write a bad song. Write a bad song. Yes. That's very... 
No, yeah. And I always tell people, bad songs are an unavoidable requirement in order to become a good songwriter. You cannot skip to good songs. You have to go through the bad songs. There is no other way. You remember, uh, do you all ever have that, that uh, book? Um, swishy, swashy. We're going on a bear hunt. You can't go over it. You can't go under it. You've got to go through it. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about being discouraged that, that it just doesn't work for you like you really want to be able to do it? Mm-hmm. That you actually can't do it. You want to do it, but you can't. Yeah, that's the fear of failure. Yeah. And what did you just say? Oh, I've got that one. Yes, I wrote that one down. Uh, Elisa, what was the other thing you said? Yes, okay, so I wanted to ask you, what is it that you care about? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so how, how to just distill, distill that down. Um, can't, just brain vomit. That's a great word. Uh, and then can't do anything with it. Um, yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. Think you have a good. Think you have a good way. Now I want to say one thing, but it's not working. Um, in response to all this, so we're writing a song, but I'm taking a minute and put back on the songwriter teacher hat and say, uh, when you have a, an idea and you think it's good, but it's not working, um, my encouragement is always just keep asking questions to the idea, because very often, the idea might not be a great idea, but it will lead you to a good idea. So why, like I have this idea for writing a song, and I'm stuck, and why don't I have more to say about this? Why don't I care, do I care about this? Those kinds of questions, like take what you've written really seriously, as if this is the thing. That's why um, when you said uh, you really care about something, you're worried you're misrepresented. It's like, well, what is it that you really care about? That, that you... Okay, so I've got one page of scroll down. Everybody contributed. Um, I haven't heard from you. I haven't heard from you. But it's okay. No pressure. Yes. Yeah, because what we're talking about is getting to the core. Like I put Elisa through the grill right right away. <laughs> Tell me what it was about. Um, 
but uh, but let me just say when I kept asking this line I had a friend that I trusted that's, that's the start of a great psalm to me you know that could go to very deep places very quickly so um, how are we doing on time oh yeah we're great we're totally going to have knocked out a song in just a few minutes all right, so here's what we got. I am ready. Um, and excited. Uh, doubtful. This is unfamiliar. It's uncharted territory, like space exploration, or the depths of the ocean, or a blank page. Risking first impressions, risking our reputation, What's the worst that can happen? I write a bad song. But I also might poorly represent myself or something that I care deeply about. I'm afraid to fail. Um, I think I have a good idea, but what if it's not working? Um, I had a friend that I trusted. My parents didn't trust them. I feel like I've, there's some things here that I don't know how to, i just disappointed. I can't remember where that came from. But I have my own ideas, but I'd rather you guys hear all of this. And is there a, is there, can anyone see a through line to a beginning, a first thought that, that could um, not summarize but they could get us into the conversation that we're starting to have, which is, we are trying to write a song. We're trying to get to the truth, but it's scary. Trying to get to the truth is probably a little bit more accurate because, and a little, a little bit better of a, of a song because it can kind of be about anything. Trying to get to the truth about my relationship. Trying to get to the truth about what I want to do with my life. Trying to get to the truth about who I am. Um, so, Yes. I feel like most of what we wrote was a little negative. And I feel like we're about to write a song together. We all want to do it. I think we should think more positive. Wow. Okay. So tell me your name. Karen. Karen. Thank you, Karen. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think, yes. I think, well, you know, it's easy to go negative at first because uh, on the surface it's scary. And there's like fear, you know, it's frightening. But there is you know, the, the pearl of great price, you got to go find it. So uh, what is it that is exciting? And someone said excited at the beginning. It also includes the fact that, like, it's not just me writing this song. Like, we're just, like, ragtag group of musicians come together. Ragtag. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Brain Moment is the band name. I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and claim that. <laughs> we are brain moment. Um, so. Uh, s- yes. Someone say something? Emotion, empathy, 
Serbia to write to write yeah Tell me your name. Thanks, Doug. Desires. Okay, because I kind of grilled her a second. I'm gonna, here's what I'm going to do with this line. I think the first line of this song is my heart desires to write. But I want to poke at an emotion set within me because that's vague. You know what I'm saying? What you want is, well, what emotion? Well, no, not any emotion. The emotion. What is the emotion set within you? Sorry? Oh my gosh. Oh, that's brilliant. Mm, yes. To love is to be vulnerable. Oh, yeah, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear it on the radio. Yeah. It's worth the risk. Fantastic. Okay. How does this... How does this, how does this uh, sound? Um, my heart desires to write. But I'm a, like, I don't want to do this. I want you guys to do it. So, Doug, my heart desires to write. Um, hunger for the lost. Well, let me just say, a hunger for the lost puts us in a direction right away. So far, that's, that's like new, that's new territory as opposed to uh, writing about the process of creation. Now, we could go that way, or it could be that a hunger for the lost is what we want to write about, but we're afraid to to take that journey. But so far, most of this is about um, the process of kind of exposing ourselves and getting to create something together. All right. My heart desires to write. I'm stuck with finding the words. Yes, okay. I love it. Say your name? Radford. Radford. My heart desires to write but I'm stuck but what did you say I'm stuck okay so you yeah, can't find the words okay so I'm going to do what we talked about earlier where now we got a couple words let's see what those words are doing what the rhythm is, what melodies that they uh, might conjure. So again, I don't want to do it. Let's, let's start with my heart desires to write, but I'm stuck. That feels very true. So, so 
uh, we don't, don't necessarily have to take the first idea that comes, but somebody, uh, raise your hand if you'd like to try to sing My Heart Desires to Write. Yes, Radford, my heart desires to write. Ba-bum, ba-bum, ba-bum. See? Check it out. All right, so now we got rhythm. And it can be slow. My heart, oh, yes, but I don't want to give a melody. Somebody raise your hand and offer up a melody for my heart desires to write. This is what we're doing. You can do it. We'll let's, let's try it. So it's like off the beat. Or something like that. Let's just start. Okay. I'm just going down a half step. So I'm using your notes, but his rhythm. Sure. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, cheese and animals, cheese and animals. A strong structure. All right. So, um, my, are we going to do this? My heart desires to write. Okay. So, so I'm, but I'm stuck isn't quite enough to, to finish, right? And I'm stuck, but I'm stuck. To find the words isn't quite gra- grammar right. All right. So now we're like in meatloaf territory. Yeah. Right. So let's let's uh, let's let's find some more words, and then we'll see. You know, if if they we'll see what happens. So my heart desires to write. But I'm stuck. Now here's here's some more of our here's our fodder again. Um, doubtful, unfamiliar. Um, it's risky. Yeah. Okay. Yes. What's your name? Clint, have you been have you been holding out on me back there? <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's what I love about what Clint just did. So my heart desires to write, and then we can kind of put a button in parentheses. I'm stuck to find the way. All right. Yes. Let's give Clint an applause. <clears throat> We're getting somewhere, right? Okay. All right. Yes. My heart desires to write. Well, Karen was mentioning the idea of, of like, what did you call it? Motive and sequence? I've never even heard that term. 
Oh, I do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So. I would almost say, though, my heart desires to write. You're going up because you're, like, excited about that. But I'm stuck to find the way it should probably be, like, going down. Okay, so let's try both, and we'll vote. So, my heart desires to write. But I'm stuck to find the way. Words? The words are way. But oh, no, you said I wasn't stuck anymore. But I can't find. I'm sorry. I've changed your words. What were they? But I can't find the way? No, I'm stuck to find the way. Well, I'm stuck to find the way doesn't quite work for me as far as like being proper. Like grammatically, yeah. But I can't find the way. So like, again, this is like being, not being precious with our, it's like, that's a great idea. Let's go with it. Uh, but the other, other option was to go down. Now somebody else come up with a melody for going down. My heart desires to write. Ooh, all right, Elisa. Everybody give Elisa a hand. Fantastic. Good singer. All right. Now I'm writing chords. They could go. It could be any. It could be so many things. My heart is so. Say it again. Any other ideas? chord it's got to have this note in it and right now we're on could you beat the words so uh-huh. my heart desires to write but I'm stuck to find the words alright so Time for a congregational meeting. We've, 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 got, we've got melody, we've got rhythm, we've got a tempo, um, and we have, uh, we're, we're making chords. And we're moving too fast for anybody. Anyone, anyone, anyone thinking, wait, wait, can we go back? No? Okay, good. So this is very exciting, right? We've got like a whole couple of lines. Uh, um. Jeff was just talking about uncharted territory, and that feels like, uh, well, that's a noun, yes. Um, although, although it's not spe as specific as depths of the ocean, 
or space exploration. So you guys want to pick one of those? All right. Space? Well, you know, who says we can't do both, you know? All right. So, uh, would you all sing? Okay. So, one, two, three, four. Sorry. But I can't find the way. My heart desires to write, but I can't find the way. How is this key for everybody? Okay. All right. Um, all right. So now we... Uh, let me read some more of these things, see if, see if anything sticks out to you. Uh, fear of failure... Um, scared to write a bad song, um, risking your first impressions on other people, your reputation. Um, ooh, what will they think of me? I'm going to write that down. Yes, what, say that again. Okay, so here's what. So this is a great opportunity for. What? Okay, so pausing for a second from this from the creation process, Clint. <laughs> so check this out. So, in, when you're writing a song, every every syllable matters, and you're you're trying to convey as much as you can. As as possible, so you think of it like like scarce real estate, right? So, what will they think of me that immediately, I, I know what's happening there. But then when you say, I'm afraid of what they'll say, that's actually kind of so close, it's almost the same thing. You know what I'm saying? The same thought that comes into my mind with, I'm afraid of what they'll say, is kind of the same, it's the same fear as what will they think of me. So actually, you you can pitch one of them and save that space for more development. Like, what will they think of me? And then a new, a, like, say what they, maybe they will. Yeah, go ahead. What if the line before that is sort of, like, the I'm excited, I'm ready, but I'm afraid of what they say. Yeah. So it's like parallel. Yes. Okay, I love this. Um, so... We don't. No, no. Uh, you can create a new set. Um, uh, I don't want it to be this, so I'm going to do something crazy. But like... You know what I'm saying? Boom, ba da 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 you know, you can create a new, new set of hooks. Uh, but we're not going to do that. Uh, you all come up with your own. Um, but, in fact, I think it would be good to change. 
what the, our, our first couple of lines are very simple. And so out of respect for the listener, you don't want you want to like keep kind of giving them something more interesting to feed on. All right. So I lost a little bit of it. No, no, I, I've, I've, got, I've got it. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm ready. Um, but I'm afraid of what they'll say. Uh, um, so, all right. All this exposition is good, but after this, it's nouns. See how, see how easy it is to not put nouns? So, but I, I think this is good because it's taken us to a place. We're, we're, we're saying a thing now. You know, it's not, this isn't just anything. This is a particular thing. Um, uh, my heart desires to write, but I can't find the way. I'm excited and I'm ready, but afraid of what they'll say. And it rhymes. Hey! Excited. Okay, now, this is where our, this is where our uncharted territory is going to just pay dividends, okay? So, what is it about space? What is it about the depth of the ocean that's so mysterious and wonderful? Why, why is it a thing? Why is it something we... Okay, yeah, so space and... This ocean is so, yeah, space... Dark, dark, distant. Ooh, yeah, yeah, unsurvivable. Yeah, can't survive. Ooh, cold. Okay, so what I want you to, to encourage you to think about here, try not to say it, but... um. Outer space, the depths of the ocean, those places are cold. Uh, they are dark and distant and unknown and uninhabitable. Um, we have laid out such a clear picture of what we're writing about that right here, we can take all kinds of creative liberty and be really abstract with our nouns to help the, re help the listener get sort of an emotional and like kind of picturesque uh, version of this really more concrete, heady description. So, uh, the next couple of lines, we have to compare this experience to... Exploring the depths of the ocean or the, the outer reaches of, the, of space. So, go. Compare them. How do they compare? Not how do they compare. Actually compare them. It's like... Yes. Oh, what's your name? Hi, Linda. Hi, Linda. Welcome. 
Pause. I wrote, if you're diving in the ocean, you don't know if you'll be able to breathe. All right. So, thank you. Not Helen. What was it? Linda. Linda. Um, somebody else. It's like... Yes, yes. Will I get lost? So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, somebody make a an a metaphor or simile statement where. My heart desires to write, um, but I can't find the way. I'm excited and I'm ready, but afraid of what they'll say. Is that right? About how, how it's like space or the ocean. Where you include space or the ocean in what you say. Drowning in the sea, in a sea, can't form thoughts. So we got a couple of ocean. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and take the liberty of saying it's like diving in the ocean, like you said. Um, and we'll have to find a way to kind of mold. You don't know if you'll be able to breathe. Um, but can we have an it's like about space? You can do this, guys. <laughs> We're making amazing progress. <laughs> yeah, take your think time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Right. 
All right. So, it's like diving in the ocean. Um, don't know if I can breathe um, or how. Uh, it's like, I don't want to say it. I don't want to, but it's like, yes, it's like venturing into space. <laughs> you did it. It's like. And is the goal of going to space to bring Matt Damon home? I just want to make sure you're clear on that. <laughs> to bring, oh, Matt Damon home, yes. Yes, yeah, that's right. Mars. All right. So, um, by the way, you guys are doing amazing. This is super risky. It's risky for me, too. We'll see if that is good. But, but we're totally getting there. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, to find the pearl. There's a noun. <laughs> Thank you, Kristen. Krista. Crystal, Krista, Kristen, Krista, Krista. All right. Okay. I'm diving in the ocean to find the pearl so deep. How's that? Is that okay? Will I find? Will I find? Or? There's your positive spin. Who doesn't want a pearl? Today I have a guide. Tomorrow I don't know. You're the guide today. Oh, that makes it real. What's up? That's like right now. This is the present. We are in the present. Okay, to dive in the ocean. What I love about this, that line, uh, Krista, is deep. Is, uh, there's a lot of words that rhyme with deep, you know? It's, okay, today I have a guide. Now, see, the song is going to guide us to the next line because it's got to rhyme with deep. So... Uh, but before we get there, we could start. We could we could um, find a melody. All right. So uh, my heart desires to write. Would y'all sing it for me? My heart desires to write. But I can't find. Um, oh, I'm excited and I'm ready. Is that it? But afraid of what they'll say. What's that? <laughs> yes. Nouns and ver. Well. That's a verb, I guess. No? No. Yeah. See? Nouns and verbs are better. I'm excited and I'm ready. Just for now, it's a placeholder. But afraid. 
what they'll say. Um, I'm diving into the ocean to find a pearl so deep. Um, we had a line. Oh, today I have a guide. Oh, by the way, I just kind of went with that. But is that cool? Okay. Space can be the second verse. Um, today I have a guide. Uh, okay. Do y'all want to go back and work on excited for a second? I've got to rhyme with sheep. I mean deep. No. So I had, I'd already started thinking of words. Um, so do you all want to go back to find another word for excited? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Yes. No? Okay. So I'm so proud. I'm so proud of my students. Because what it is, you, by wanting to make it better, you're caring for the listener. You know, you're caring for your, you, your own craft. But it's like, this has got to be, I want to make it more potent which is what will happen. So, my heart desires to write, but I can't find the way. Something, I'm ready, but afraid of what they'll say. No. No. Oh, oh. A, B, A, B. Could. So, oh, so, okay, so we could... I'm excited and I'm ready are sort of interchangeable. You could flip it and put, I'm ready something. Prepared to start my flight. Prepared to like. Oh, oh, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, so instead of I'm excited and I'm ready, let's cross out and I'm excited and put I'm ready there. Um, I'm ready for my flight. Is that okay with everybody? Oh, that's true. Let's keep, let's, keep, let's keep thinking of words to rhyme instead of going with flight quickly because diving in the ocean to find a pearl so deep is so nice. Yes? Totally. Oh, yeah. I'm all about the perfect rhymes if, you, if they're there. Um, so, my heart desires to write, but I can't find the way. Is I'm prepared to start leap? Ready to change the leap? But leap isn't rhyming with right. Now we're trying to rhyme. No, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I get it. Uh, so, my heart did Something from a height. Diving from a height. You don't want to say diving twice, but... but well, diving in the ocean, but... Um, my heart desires to write, but I can't find the way. Um, plunging... 
It's a great word. I'm just writing it down. <laughs> plumbing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay, so this is exactly the problems that I get into all the time with songwriting. The next line is, I'm afraid of what they'll say. So really, this line has to just give the one thought of, I'm ready. Now, the noun could be like, I am, I'm standing on a height, you know, and that's not that, but like, uh, I'm, but if, let's say, for example, that doesn't connect the dots to the next sentence. So, um, I, if it's all right, I think, for the sake of just getting it, getting, getting there, let's punt on rhyming, even, because that just makes it that much more of a challenge, um, and find a more potent way to say, I'm excited and I'm ready, then, um, so that we don't have to rhyme with right. So, what, what, there, was a, there was an option a minute ago. I'm ready. What was it? No, it was before we started rhyming. I wrote it down. We're looking for a noun. We want to... What was it? We swapped. I'm excited and I'm ready. I'm ready. Something about the inspiration of why you want to do this, like the thoughts or the... No, it's great. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My heart desires to write, but I can't find the way. That'd be the second verse. Well, I think we're going to be lucky. Not lucky. We're going to do it. But we're going to get this verse. And so the verse is sort of like an A and a B. And then we're about to get to the chorus. How much time we got? Oh. Oh, man. All right. It's on. Okay. Um, I'm ready. I love all those words. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me, but, but 
uh, the next line is, I'm afraid of what they'll say. Yes. All right. So, can you put that into a, into a line? The six syllables? Okay, I'm standing on the edge. And then we got a noun. Edge. Whoop, whoop. Okay. My heart desires to write, but I can't find the way. I'm standing on the edge, but afraid of what they'll say. I'm diving in the ocean to find a pearl so deep. Today I have a guide. Keep. You know, instead of uh, earlier we were talking about today I have a guide, but tomorrow maybe I won't. What if it's today I have a guide? And so this next line is so like, here we go. I'm doing, I'm doing this. Yes, take the leap. Uh, today I have a guide. It's time to take the leap. All right, all right, all right. It's time to take, it's time to take the leap. All right. Okay, let's find a melody for that. <clears throat> My heart desires to write, but I can't find the way. I'm standing on the edge, standing on the edge, but afraid of what they'll say. Somebody sing. Time for a chorus. You'll see. Okay, all right. I'm standing on the edge, but afraid of what they'll say. All right, so now we're at the chorus. What is the song about? Yes. Uh, it's 11.57, so no. Uh, so this, is a, this just became the pre-chorus. Um, so, uh, we're, we're, we're singing about writing a song. We're singing about telling the truth. We're singing about being vulnerable. Um, we're saying that we've been afraid to be seen. 
but we're saying, I'm, I'm doing this. So, I'm diving in. Well, you, you, you did, we did say that already. You don't want to... Can you say the pre-chorus again? Yes. Um, I'm, I'm diving in the ocean to find a pearl so deep. Today I have a guide. It's time to take the leap. So is that part of it? That was in there. So, no, I'll do it again. My heart, my heart desires to write. But I can't find the way. I'm today I have today I have a guy. Sheet. Oh, you're right. You're right. Sorry. It's chicken scratch. My heart desires to write, but I. I I can't find, I can't find the way. Standing on the edge, but afraid of what they'll say. Yeah. That's it, right. So now I'm diving in the ocean to find a pearl so deep. We don't have music for that yet, do we? That was my fault. So, okay, here we go. Okay, so I'm gonna get somebody. Somebody be recording this. <laughs> I will forget it right away. Okay, so recording. My heart desires to write, but I can't fi find the way. Standing on the edge, but afraid of what they'll say. I'm diving in the ocean to find a pearl so deep. Today I have a guide. To, it's time to take the leap. And then, here's the chorus. Yes, the chorus, it must be simple because we're late. But also, it's supposed to be simple. So what, what is, what's at the very essence of what we've just done? We've, what we've done, to me, if I'm going to explain it, is we were, we were nervous and challenged and, and had to kind of work through that and then say, okay, you know what, I'm doing this, I'm stepping in, I'm diving in, I'm doing the thing that was difficult, I'm, I'm answering questions that were very hard and personal um, to try to get to the truth. And so that's, there's a little bit of like a, okay, here I am, this is the, uh, let's 
do this, or there's something very simple that we could distill this down to. Well, so far we haven't talked about letting go. Um, so that, like, you want, you have to have already kind of talked about it. So, like, you've been afraid. Um, you had desire. You've been looking, can't find the way, standing on the edge, uh, afraid. And but now, you've decided. You've already jumped. Uh, it's time to take the leap. Say it again. This song I put to page. All right? Keep going. We'll just take like, we started late, so we'll end a little bit late. Lord, guide me. Um, yeah, let's find a let's find a unifying theme. Uh, this song I put to page. What I like about that is it 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 reveals for the first time that we've been writing a song. Um, we said desires to write, but we've kind of been a little bit elusive. But like the fact that it's a song, um, put to page is a little hard to sing. Grand, we want this to be like the chorus is uplifting. Um, we've also been, it's also been very personal. So you could make these, this very like. Okay, I'm just going to say, I sing what I write. I will sing what I write. My heart. Okay, so what are we doing with our heart here? So here's my heart. I didn't come up with that. I just. That's great. Here's my heart. You like that? In a song? In a song I put to page? All right. I mean, we're, we're running late, so I'm just going to kind of take your words and go... Um, Today I have a guy It's time to take the leap Uh, Here's my heart In a song In 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 a song In a Yeah uh, here's my heart in a song, a song I put to page, a song I put to page. Is that okay? Yeah. In a song. 
song I put to page. Something like that. Do it again, sorry. In a song I Okay, so is it all right uh, to say here's both times? Both times? Here's. here's my heart. Here's my heart. I will sing. Somebody else said that. Uh, so, by the way, this is awesome. I'm loving this song. Go ahead. So, um, I don't think you do because this, you're, the, all that has to happen in the chorus is you're just... You've arrived. And really, you're just celebrating the fact that you've arrived. So you could say that in another verse. Like, hey, check it out. I did it. Um, I don't have to be afraid anymore. But that doesn't belong in the chorus as much as it does just uh, celebrating that we just went ahead and we, we took the leap. Yes. Okay, all right, so with this melody I lived. I lift. All right, so here's my, I'll never remember that. Here's my heart, here's my heart. In a song I put to page, in a song I put sing I will sing. with this melody I lift did we just with this melody I lift my song to you now we you isn't rhyming with anything um, doesn't have to necessarily um, I think since it's 1210, it seems like it's <laughs> perfect. Uh, but uh, so, um, yeah, let's record the whole thing. And I'd love to just everybody kind of gather up, come closer, and let's see if, uh, get, grab harmonies. <laughs> let's, uh, let's write them down. Let me, let me write the words down really quick. Can I borrow your pen? Try to write them neatly so we can all, you know, well, actually, here's my pen. Okay. 
The words are. All right. My heart desires to write. But I can't find a way, right? I'm standing on the edge. But afraid of what they'll say. You're not going to be able to read this anyway. Um, I'm diving in the ocean. To find a pearl so deep. Today I have a guide. It's time to take the leap. Here's my heart in a song. Here's my heart. Here's my heart. In a song. I put to page. Repeat that. <laughs> um, I will sing. I will sing. Uh, what's the last line? With this melody. Uh, yeah, you guys pick. Psalm 25 says, I lift my soul to you, Lord. Woo, I got chills just then. Good job. All right. Okay. I, I am going to flub these chords at first. So we'll have to sing it twice. So. Uh, and here's a question by show of hands. Do we like 151 or 1 minor 2 1? So... My heart desires to write, or my heart desires to write. Okay, Jeff says second when we're going with it. My heart desires to write, but I can't find the way. I'm standing on the edge, but afraid of what they'll say. I'm diving in the ocean. To find a pearl so deep. Okay, sorry, to find. I'm diving, diving in the ocean. To find a pearl so deep. Oh, today. I have a God. Yeah, okay. Here's my heart. Here's my heart. 
Y'all, that's really great. Give yourselves a big hand. One more time, and this time sing it out even more. I'll see if I can get... Yes, yes. Okay. Let me make sure I... I wish I could write these chords down, but we don't have time. Okay. My heart desires to write, but I can't find the way on the edge of the Well done, class, and that's a wrap.